0: Strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Raid. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert.
1: Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker! Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. ha, 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 ha.
0: over
1: here's paul calvisi
0: get the
2: popcorn ready it's gonna be a show
1: and ron wolfley
2: it doesn't get any better
1: than that unleash the fury
2: ron wolfley are you ready ready for a
0: metaphor oh no
2: actually i mean are you ready to broadcast period isn't this normally a time of year you take your two-week vacation spring break (laughs) vacation to hawaii so i mean
0: as a matter of fact paulie i was born Ready.
2: Yesterday at Casa Calvici,
0: you know what arrived? Uh, a, a pair don't of answer shoes that. with some lips in it, Paul.
2: <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have given you time to answer that. A Christmas card from my parents. A holiday card arrived yesterday that was mailed on December twenty-first. I mean, I could show you the postmark right here. I, it, it's right on the envelope. It's stamped official like from the United States Postal Service, officially mailed from San Jose, California on December 21st, and it arrives in our mailbox.
0: The Winter Solstice Ball.
2: On March 9th. So.
0: <laughs> what is mo- going on with that ball?
2: I'm just saying, maybe it's a reminder. Tis this season right now. The off season, free agency's about to begin. You know, sometimes things might take a little longer, maybe, maybe a lot longer than you might expect. You know, <laughs> maybe this applies to free agency. And a reminder to everyone, all the players out there, just hold tight, hang on. You know what, your bag is gonna arrive eventually you know just like the holiday card that had the checks in it for the kids so the young punks their bag finally arrived three months late
0: okay Polly. there where you go are, where are you going with all of this paul all right i know i interrupted you a couple of times but where exactly are you going with that
2: well, we've got plenty of news, do we not? We're waiting. We're waiting for the official start of everything to arrive. And you know, and it's going to take a little bit longer, perhaps, than everyone anticipates. And there are some players maybe a little more anxious than others and impatient than others. But we're starting to get the news, are we not? We're starting to get some of these maneuvers. And here on the Big Red Rage, in a moment, it will be starring Rob Fredrickson, right? longtime NFL linebacker, Cardinals analyst. He's going to join us here for a couple of segments on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan, Ford, and Gilbert. We'll get into all this. But how about some headlines right off the top, Ron Wolfley? How about some news to get this week started uh, when we got the news that Jordan Hicks was released? Your reaction? Oh,
0: yeah. You know what? Honestly, Paulie, uh, I think you could see this coming a mile away. You know, I I know you feel this way as well about Jordan Hicks. Uh, There's not a guy in that locker room that I respect more than Jordan Hicks. Uh, in what he actually went through last year, it's been well documented. We all understand. Yet at the same time, you could see it coming a mile away for the most part. Not only because you're going to save $6.5 million off the cap, of course, but also because it is time for Zayvon Collins. It's his time having a whole offseason, actually do- getting in some field work out there, Paulie, and then in the classroom as well. This offseason is a major growth spurt zavin collins you could see this coming a mile away it's zavin or bust
2: and what did we talk about last month the reality of this situation is at least in my opinion if you would have brought jordan hicks back guess what happens exactly what happened last training camp he beats out Zavin collins so you can't have that you just can't have him on the roster because just based on his football iq alone and his ability to call that defense and the trust factor that I'm sure exists with the coaches and the fact they can send him out there. And based on what an offense is doing, Jordan Hicks can immediately check into a sub-call, two or three different audibles that comes off the original base defensive call. You know what? You got to sink or swim if you're Zaven Collins. And you're not going to learn how to play that position unless you're actually playing the
0: position. Yeah, and you know what, too, Paulie? I think they wanted to send that message right now to Zaven Collins. Send that message. It's time for you to take charge as the Mike linebacker of this team. It's time for you to evolve into being a Mike linebacker in the National Football League. Uh, I think, again, this postseason, they wanted to set that precedent early. It's not only, again, the fact that it's $6.5 million off the cap. That's a big deal right there. But also, just Zavin Collins has got to take the reins and understand that the responsibility is on him to get himself ready to play in 2022. And Pauly, I think he's going to be able to do it. I do. Again, with another off offseason, with, with all of the classroom time he's going to get, with all of the tape that he's going to watch, Pauly, we know he's a smart kid. We know that he's a smart kid. So because of that... Um, Let all that athletic goodness take over and start it right from the very beginning. And I think that's the message the Cardinals wanted his son.
2: He has every skill set. You're right. He has the measurables. He has the athleticism. He has the IQ. There's no doubt about it. But he's about to fill Some really big shoes. You're talking about a middle linebacker with 116 tackles, number two on the team to Jalen Thompson. He played 97% of the defensive snaps, most of anybody on the defense. So, you know, it's a big deal. He was voted a captain by his peers. He obviously called the defense. So, okay, all eyes, to your point, are going to be on Zayvon Collins when the offseason practices begin. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Devon Kennard. Uh, he was scheduled to have a cap hit of nine million plus. He has restructured, uh, reportedly, and according to his own social media. So, boom, Devon Kennard is back on board. But there's some more cap savings, and you see how they're maneuvering and trying to create
0: room, right? Yeah, no, you're you're right about that, Paulie. That's exactly what they're trying to do. It does help that the cap is going up. What, twenty six million dollars, Paul? Is it twenty seven or yeah, it's. It's, it's gonna 20, end up
2: right about 208 and change.
0: Okay, there you go. 208 and change, 26, 27 million dollars increase. That's gonna be huge for the Arizona Cardinals. I'm sure that Steve Kime is going to appreciate that. But you know, this is this is what happens every year. You go ahead and you've got to restructure these contracts. At some point in time, you're gonna have to pay the Piper. But um, Steve Kime was actually talking about that very thing. But I think right now, you've got to go ahead, look at your roster. What can you possibly do to free up some cap space? It's that time of year, Paul.
2: And then we got the big news, big, big news out of the NFC West as Russell Wilson is heading to the AFC West as Denver pulls off the deal, and it was a big deal. To me, I'm shocked that Seattle actually agreed to the deal. I don't care how many picks. If you're going to rebuild that thing, I would have kept the quarterback and gotten rid of everyone else, and they went the exact opposite direction. Your reaction to Russell Wilson leaving the division?
0: Yeah, baby! (laughs) I mean, honestly, Pauly, you know the law. I love the NFC West because it's the beating heart of the football universe. Uh, it was the beating heart was. of the f- it was of the football universe. I thought it was the best football you could possibly play in-, in the universe as human beings. the The highest level our species can generate was found in the NFC West. Now all of a sudden, that no longer is going to be the case going forward. And look no further than the quarterback room. Yes, you've got Matthew Stafford still there in L. A., but. Trey Lance is taking over the reins in San Francisco. Hold on to your butts right there. Russell Wilson is no longer playing for the Seattle Seahawks. That is huge. You're going to tell me right now that Kyler Murray, if in fact everything is copacetic and everything happens the way we think it's probably going to happen, where he is going to be extended this offseason, Kyler Murray is going to be the longest tendered quarterback in the NFC West.
2: We could do a whole show, I think, on our mutual respect for Russell Wilson, right? I yes, mean- just watching him over the entirety of his career twice a year everything he did minus an offensive line minus playmakers at times at times with an average defense there was one reason and one reason only many years the seahawks weren't a six-win team and that was because of russell wilson so you have that he's out of the nfc he's into the afc west we'll get into that more a little bit later in the show aaron Rodgers staying in green bay and then the big headline today just when you thought baseball was going to steal all the headlines. Guess what? Khalil Mack dealt to the Chargers from the Bears. Hey, if the other teams are going to load up a quarterback in the AFC West, the Chargers say, we're going to get after the quarterback. We're pairing up Khalil Mack with Joey Bosa.
0: Yeah, and they're ding, 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 man. That is it. Thunder and lightning out in L.A. once again.
2: Hey, join the Arizona Cardinals season ticket priority list for the 2022 season. I mean, check out the schedule. Not only the NFC West, you got the Buccaneers, you got the Saints, the Chiefs, Chargers, Patriots, and Eagles. That's azcardinals.com slash priority list for more information. Rob Fredrickson on deck. We'll talk about all this. We'll talk about that linebacker position for the Cardinals with someone who played that position next on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert.
1: it off no running room off the right side in fact a loss of two on
0: the play Zabin Collins the first guy there and that is a big man coming down from the weak side shooting the gap Zabin Collins again
1: throws over the middle tipped into the air and incomplete he was going for his tight end pass was off the mark Zabin Collins had coverage that time and it's fourth down
0: Zabin Collins. Bats that ball into the air with all of that great length.
1: Use check in motion. It is a quarterback. Drop the middle. Lance's hit. Drives the legs forward. Going to be close. The 49ers are short. Zavin Collins
0: with the tackle. Savin Collins, the rookie, at 260, playing downhill, came in and laid some lumber, baby.
2: And you're not kidding, Wolf. I mean, I remember vividly rookie minicamp a year ago standing next to him on the sideline. I'm like, This dude's a middle linebacker, 6'5", 260. And our Jim Almohundro into his archives, a little highlight montage there. We'll see if that's the launching pad, right? We'll see if that's just the start of a long, productive career in the NFL. Heck, we remember his very first snap as an Arizona Cardinal in August in the preseason where he shot the gap on the first snap from scrimmage, and it was a TFL, a tackle for loss against Dallas. Remember that in the preseason, is his very first play as a pro.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it, Bully. I do remember that, and that's something he's got to do a little bit more of. No doubt about it. So let's see what's
2: in store for Zayman Collins, and then we'll let's zoom out around beyond the linebacker room and the entire Cardinals defense. How about longtime NFL linebacker, former Cardinal, former Raiders first-round pick Rob Frederickson on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan
3: Ford and Gilbert. Freddie, how are we doing tonight? Hey, Paul, Wolf, how you guys doing? I'm doing great.
0: We're doing great, buddy, doing great, man. Just thinking about that inside linebacker room right now. What are your yeah. thoughts right now as it stands with the news of Jordan Hicks, of course? What are your thoughts on that room right now?
3: Well, obviously, Jordan Hicks was kind of the glue that, that kept that defense together last year. And um, just, I mean, aside from his play on the field, he's uh, such a, a great leader in the locker room. He's going to be missed, but when you uh, use your two first-round picks the last two years on on inside linebackers, those guys got to play, and and they have to step up, and, and now is the time.
2: Are they inside linebackers? isaiah simmons we saw him again this year you know used in a really versatile way he was in the slot quite a bit he was on the edge quite a bit and then zavin Collins to get him on the field and the latter half of the season he was on the edge now at the combine steve kimes said no 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 we're keeping him inside linebacker middle linebacker spot but i mean what do you see out of them and and where do you think their ideal positions are
3: Well, I think Isaiah Simmons, uh, really, his biggest asset is his versatility and his ability to play multiple positions. But at the end of the day, I I think he's going to spend the majority of his time in that inside linebacker position. Uh, he, He does have the ability to rush off the edge. He has the ability to play a deep safety, play a slot corner. He's that versatile. He's that good. He's that talented. Um, but you know they are going to need him in that inside linebacker position. Uh, conversely, Zayvon Collins—he is uh, an inside linebacker. He is a prototypical middle linebacker, bigger than probably anyone in the NFL. Um, but you know, and, and he struggled at times last year a, a lot. He struggled a lot. So did Isaiah Simmons in his first year. But the biggest growth really comes in that transition from the first year to the second year, and and now is the time for these guys to learn from their mistakes last year absorb the defense they have another year under their belts it's time for them to make that natural next level step
0: Freddie, did you think that isaiah simmons hit a wall last year at some point do you think he hit that rookie wall because i thought he trailed off the last maybe four or five games
3: isaiah simmons yes yeah i you know i i do i think he did um I think teams, you know, figured out that, you know, this guy is so athletic, let's let's run the ball right at him. And and he struggled quite honestly at times just with the 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 physicality, the physicalness of that that rushing attack when, you know, if if you run the ball to the outside as an offense, that that's playing right into Isaiah Simmons' game. He will run you down and he will be effective, but Coming right off at him, I think is, is difficult for him. He's he's an undersized guy. He's he's a little light. Um, he, he will come up and hit you, but. Coming up and hitting a running back or a wide receiver is different than coming up and hitting a 320-pound offensive lineman that's coming scot-free off at you.
0: Yeah, and Freddie, I I said um, the rookie wall. I did not mean that, obviously, because it's his second year right there. But he seemed to hit a wall. That's what I meant. He seemed to hit a wall. Understood,
3: and I think he did. Um, You know, he's again, he's playing a a position that is – Still somewhat foreign to him. He he, he didn't spend the majority of his time in college at Clemson playing an inside linebacker position. They moved him all over. I think he probably spent the majority of his snaps in college playing a safety position or a slot corner. So this is still fairly new to him, and things happen a lot quicker when you're in the inside linebacker position.
2: You know, when you say about teams going straight at Isaiah Simmons, that reminds me, guys, of the first couple years of Darrell Washington. When he was a two hundred twenty pound linebacker, and they just go right after him because he was so good sideline to sideline. Now he obviously evolved and he adapted, and he became really effective until his career flamed out. But you know, I wonder if he can make that same sort of evolution. And we're on board with Rob Frederickson, former Cardinals linebacker. Let me go back to Zayvon Collins when you said he had his rookie struggles, and Isaiah Simmons had some as well, and then obviously he blossomed last year in a lot of ways. Specifically, where do you think Zayvon Collins needs to improve the most?
3: Uh, The NFL game is is so much more complex versus college, right? And and when offenses in the NFL are so much more complex, when they start shifting, uh, motioning guys – oftentimes the coverage will change with that motion or with that shift. The blitz will change. The The front will change. You have to reprogram and reset within a split second your mind as to what are now my responsibilities within this new defense that just was created because of a motion or a shift. And, you know, and then – the ball snapped and you have to react and you have to, um, identify, is it a run? Is it a pass? What are my responsibilities? What are my run gap responsibilities? What are my pass drop responsibilities? And, and the defense changed within, uh, the motion, things happen so fast that it, that it can be overwhelming. And, and that's when you see mental errors or you see indecision. And when there's indecision, especially in the, in the run game or pass game, uh, quite, quite honestly, um, that's when you see mistakes. And, and teams, offenses, quarterbacks are so good at pinpointing that and, and exploiting those weaknesses or those missteps.
0: Guys, I'm telling you right now, I am really, really jacked up, excited about the inside line uh, linebacker room because of Zayvon Collins and because of Isaiah Simmons because I do believe the offseason, they're going to get exactly what it is they need. Think of Isaiah Simmons, guys, right now in his two off seasons. The mm. pandemic off-seasons. Yeah. Stop and think of Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, This kid, man, I'll tell you what. I think this off-season is going to do him a world of good. And I say the exact same thing for Zaven Collins. Isaiah Simmons took a huge step forward in year two from his rookie year. And again, the off-seasons that he's had right here, where you learn so much and you grow, Freddie, so much. Um, I I expect Zavin Collins is going to benefit greatly from this offseason and Isaiah Simmons as well to actually have a normal offseason in year three.
3: I think they will, Wolf. Uh, One thing that I think could also benefit them and could also help them is is focusing, and and from everything that I've uh, heard and read and seen, it's not really a major focus, but if you if you as a Cardinals focused on the interior defensive line, I know we, we talk about the need for the outside pass rushers and cornerbacks, but that interior defensive line, cause the Cardinals were getting gashed last year. Let's, let's be honest uh, in the run game. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that would benefit these two guys immensely uh, to get a, just a run, plug and stuff and in defensive interior defensive lineman in there that, that is consistent, that can stay healthy. Um, that would free up the athletic ability of a Zavin Collins, Isaiah Simmons, and allow them to run and to fill those gaps and to not have these big offensive linemen in their face the whole time, I think something like that, to me, would be ideal in free agency or the draft.
2: I mean, think back to the 49ers in a couple of years ago when Fred Warner, a third-round pick, came out and was an all-pro, right? I mean, but think of the defensive linemen who were in front of him. He had three or four first-round picks along that 49ers defensive front, and he was just able to go almost untouched, sideline to sideline. So you're right. If Jordan Phillips, for example, had been every bit the player they thought they had signed two years ago in free agency, how far that would have gone? Because... Rob, you know, and this goes into Chandler Jones as well. I mean, it wasn't often where the Cardinals' interior defensive line was collapsing that pocket from the inside out, was it? I mean, he he Chandler Jones and the edge rushers didn't benefit very much from that
3: either. No, exactly, right, Paul. You have to you have to apply pressure from the outside and you have to get pressure and get movement from the interior to to force that quarterback to make a decision, you know, is, is that quarterback going to spin out and, and try and scramble or is he going to step up in the pocket? Well, if he can't step up in the pocket, that helps out the defense. That helps out the edge rush immensely. So, I, you know, the Cardinals' interior defensive line for me last year was just inconsistent, and some of that, a lot of that, was due to injuries. Guys, you know, just couldn't stay healthy, and um, so there was there was a, a kind of a, a short rotation of of healthy uh, guys in in that interior defensive line, and and I think that should be a focus for the Cardinals going forward.
2: So, real quick to both of you, if number 23 comes around in the April draft. And we're all talking, guys like me, talking about edge rusher and maybe receiver and cornerback. I mean, both you guys, starting with you, Rob. If a stud defensive tackle is there at number twenty-three, do you go that direction?
3: I mean, a lot of factors will 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 play into this, Paul, and, and it depends, but um I like the luxury of of just drafting the best available player uh, and and everybody always says that, but there are if you look at this roster there are certain needs there are areas there's cornerback um there's there's a number two wide receiver you you need to solidify that position uh the interior offensive line interior defensive line so there's there's a variety of positions where there is a need. Um, but, it, it, you know, if, if, if it makes sense, I, I would love to see a stud interior defensive line to at 23.
0: Yeah, that's, once again, I think offensive guard for me, cornerback is huge, um, a wide receiver, uh, an yep. edge player. I think they, they've got a lot of needs. Just take the best available player, the highest rated player on your board, at one of those positions right there. Kenyon Green, the kid from Texas A&M. Man, if he's there at number 23, the guard from Texas A&M. I love yeah. that. I love that. I, I realize that an offensive lineman, a rookie offensive lineman, is going to go through a lot of growing pains. Yet at the same time, man, knowing that you've got some really good players um, that play defensive tackle and a three technique in the NFC West, I would like to see the Cardinals invest in protecting Kyler Murray.
3: So. Well, and a lot of it will depend on free agency and, and what, what is really the Cardinals' focus in free agency. That, that will dictate, I think, in large part, the direction and the, the philosophy that they take in, in terms of the draft. And the Cardinals have been very good in free agency lately, and so this this is the time for them to, to make a splash.
2: And you're right. You try and go into the draft and you try and fill those needs and check those boxes so it's not so obvious where you might go with your draft pick, right? That you don't have to draft from a need perspective. But all told, as you head into this offseason, free agency and the draft combined, what is the number one priority? Presuming you're going to lose Chandler Jones, do you start with the edge if it's all about the quarterback and getting to the quarterback, especially in today's NFL, Rob?
3: I think uh, number one priority uh, it, it, is is solidifying that quarterback position. I, th- I think getting Kyler in, in a good spot mentally, uh, whether that is uh, extending him or if it's whatever it needs to be, you need to have your leader of your team uh, in, a, in a good space. That's number one priority. Number two, um, there, there's certainly... There are needs we talked about them. Uh, I think cornerback getting a, a lockdown cornerback is, is a top priority. getting a wide a, a number two wide receiver to help out d hop take some pressure off of Kyler. I agree with Wolf uh, an interior offensive lineman. I think uh, a guard is is important, very important, especially if if this run game is going to really blossom and, and help Kyler take some pressure off of him. And then I also, I still think, an interior defensive lineman. To me, you build a team from the inside out. So you you start inside, you start with the interior of both lines, and you work your way out.
0: For me, Paulie, I could just tell you right now, it is all about Kyler Murray. Assuming Kyler Murray, of course, is going to be here, and I think we all do assume that, Yep. You got to protect Kyler Murray, and you got to give Kyler Murray weapons. The strength of this team is going to be the offense. As long as Kyler Murray is your quarterback, you got to protect Kyler Murray, and you got to give him options to throw to. So, if that means wide receiver, offensive guard, prioritize those two positions specifically.
2: Yeah, there, there are many reasons why the urgency is there, right? Why they're targeting this coming season. We know Tampa. Won it all when they hosted the Super Bowl. The Rams did the same. But think about Tom Brady went to the Bucs and won it his first year. Matthew Stafford did it. And now maybe Russell Wilson is thinking, I'm going to the Broncos and I'm going to win a ring my first year with that team. We'll talk about the rest of the league as we continue with Rob Ferdixson on the Big Red Rage.
1: Hey, Seattle, we got a deal. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. I'm going to see y'all in the morning.
0: Good night. Time for y'all go to bed.
1: Finally, you can go to sleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> see y'all in the morning.
2: Smoke stacks of sacks make the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan, Ford, and Gilbert. Maybe one last time we'll see somebody in denver already took that clip the last time russell wilson and ciara did a contract extension when they announced it around midnight from their master bedroom Uh, and they dubbed in some broncos talk into that so just to recreate it do a dramatic reenactment except in the denver perspective so there you go russell wilson going from the nfc west to the afc west rob frederickson is our guest and simply put Does that put the AFC West firmly in the number one position of the division power pole in the NFL, Rob?
3: Well, you look at the offensive firepower in that division. You got Herbert with the Chargers, Mahomes, of course, and Derek Carr with the Raiders, and now Russell Wilson. I mean... There's that's an unbelievable group of quarterbacks right there, and and uh, the AFC West. You saw what uh, the Chargers did today, and bringing in uh, Khalil Mack, they're trying to solidify their defense because every week in that division there's there's offensive firepower for as far as you can see
0: remember when the chargers had kelvin ingram of course and joey bosa as well <laughs> coming off those two edges right there yeah. i think they want to get back to that right there it's going to be interesting to see if khalil mack can actually fulfill that promise right there because he didn't have a great uh, couple of years that's true
2: no you're right uh, you know <laughs> The last because until the last couple of years, the only player whose numbers even compared to Cleo Mack was Chandler Jones, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sacks per attempt, sacks per snap, etc. So we'll see how that goes, especially with Joey Bosa on the other side. You know, you talk about the haves and the have nots, guys. So Seattle firmly goes from the have the have-nots when it comes to quarterback think about denver they had started 10 different quarterbacks since peyton manning left after super bowl 50 each of the last five years they had started a different quarterback on their opener indianapolis this year will start a different quarterback for the sixth straight year washington has started 12 different quarterbacks since they acquired alex smith from kc in 2018 so It's the haves and the have nots. And I think as more time passes, we're going to learn more as to what led to the departure of Russell Wilson. Here's Colin Cowherd on his radio show, Greg Olson, the former Seahawks tight end, and now a Fox analyst. And the question was about whether Seattle's offense was antiquated. I never thought they had a personnel issue. The conversations that I would have with the coaches and the amount of pushback and the amount of questions that I would get in return saying, you know, we're not sure if we can do this. I'm not sure if we can protect this. And I'd sit there scratching my head. It was like we were playing with a JV roster. It was like we were playing with a rookie undrafted quarterback. Like it was very interesting to me. I just think the ideology there was always defense first, kicking game, punt the ball, field position, force turnovers, defensive lead. And then they'd hand the ball to Russ at the end of the game and say, go be magic. I just think it was part of Russell's frustration. I think it's why Russ said, I want to go somewhere where this is going to be an offensive quarterback driven team every Sunday with the ball in my hand, like Aaron Rodgers, like the stars. How about that? that that's illuminating, isn't it? That, that Rob, maybe Seattle didn't let him, didn't let Russ cook enough and it led to his departure.
3: Well, I mean, Pete Carroll is is a defensive-minded coach, and and that's always been the cornerstone of of the Seahawks is is play great defense, great special teams, and and run the football. But uh, you know, I really can't speak to whether the their offense was antiquated. I will say this: given the amount that that Denver had to give up to get Russell Wilson. You look around the league and and it 's as clear as day to me that there 's no other position in professional sports that 's more important than having a franchise quarterback yeah i mean you, you it 's virtually impossible to win in this league without solidifying that position without having that quarterback that you can rely on on and that if you know you need to make a play, he will make it and that that to me is the most important position in professional sports. There's
0: no doubt about it and once again, you have to wonder right now, Nathaniel Hackett is the new head coach of the Denver Broncos coming from the Green Bay Packers. Mm. The Packers, of course, what do they do? They go ahead, they line up, they put Aaron Rodgers under center a lot, they run the tackle zone, they run the five plays that come off the tackle zone whether it's a bootleg, whether it's a waggle, whether it's play action, they do it an awful lot guess what? That's exactly what Russell Wilson used to do with the Seattle Seahawks offense and in Pete Carroll's offense. They're going to do the exact same thing in Denver. That's one of the reasons why I think they targeted Russell Wilson. I think we're going to see him rolling out a lot more because of it. I think they're going to run that kind of offense right there in rundown situation.
2: Yeah, Denver already has third-best odds to win the AFC. Think about that because they do have a lot of other parts, and they do have a roster that's pretty loaded beyond that. What do you think of Bobby Wagner? Because think about it. You go back to the 2012 draft. Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner were drafted one round apart, and, and they, they were the cornerstone of the offense and defense for the last decade. How about Bobby Wagner leaving Seattle? And what do you think his market's going to be, Rob?
3: Well, I think there's definitely going to be a market for him. He's he's yeah, he's he might not be the player that he once was, but he's still young. He he's a perennial All-Pro inside linebacker. Um I, I just I look at Seattle and they're they're in full rebuild mode, so they they're blowing that thing up and and they're clearing cap space. So, you know, look, uh, there's obviously going to be a market for Bobby Wagner. He is a stud inside linebacker. He's going to have no problem and he's going to find a new home real quick. Um, but, you know, it's, he started out with Seattle, and, and um, you know, he's, it's been a pleasure to watch him for all these years. Uh, hopefully he doesn't go uh, somewhere else in the NFC West or NFC for that matter. But, uh, you know, I, I respect him a ton, and, and he's a great player.
0: Man, I'll tell you what, it's the end of an era in Seattle. It is. Yep. Russell Wilson, their best player on the offense. Bobby Wagner, their best player on defense. No doubt about it. It is an end of an era right now i i I, part of me still believes pete carroll's gonna walk out of that facility building and hit the lights and walk out himself and Mm. say i'm done i I have a hard time believing they're gonna go through a rebuild with a 71 year old coach he's gonna be 71 in september Uh, i'm i'm surprised that this is happening. Bobby Wagner, can I just say, Paulie, we actually got an indicator that things were amiss when we went up there to Seattle. We were talking to some of the analysts and they were saying, "Man, he does not look like Bobby Wagner. He's not going about he's not taking on blocks. He's not going about his business the way that he always has." Um they thought he was playing for his next team by not actually engaging. Interesting.
3: And then Yeah, but uh, uh, real quick, Wolf, don't you think you know, you talk about Pete Carroll being 71 and and entering a, a rebuild mode. He's got the energy of, of being 31, and I, this is something that might just energize him even more uh, to 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 start over, to to scrap it, and and, and totally rebuild it. I don't think there's a question of, of his energy, I, if anyone. Um, I think he's got the energy more than younger coaches in, in this league.
2: I wonder if they have something up their sleeve. GM John Schneider said, you know what, I really like this Malik Willis kid, and now we have the number 9 pick in the draft after they saw the combine. Or maybe, just maybe, they have designs on bringing Deshaun Watson into the NFC West. Yeah, I wonder if now you look at the rest of the roster and it doesn't exactly scream contender. And even with yeah. Russell Wilson last year, they're the last place Seahawks, right? For the first time in like 15 years, and and Wolf, we are up there. Remember, the thing I remember most about up there, along with Bobby Wagner or something, was the fact that 12s were raining booze on the whole team for yeah. the first time. That was That's a tough right. environment.
0: Yeah, that that was probably, That was definitely a little weird right there. You know, again. Um, I think a lot of people, when they talk about the schemes being antiquated, listen, the, the National Football League is a blending of the old and the new. That That's where this game yes. is headed. That's where every team has got to go. you got to be able to be uh, a, an offense that can do both. You can actually blend the old schemes with the new schemes coming up. And that's why I'm a little surprised, because I, I do believe Pete Carroll is more old school, more traditional then he is blending that new scheme, yeah. so to speak. And because yeah, of that, well, that's where I thought he might hit the lights and walk out.
3: Well, and, and keep in mind, uh, you you can rebuild very quick. And and Seattle has a boatload of picks now, draft picks now. You think back 25, 30 years ago, what the Dallas Cowboys were able to do coming off the heels of that Herschel Walker trade and the, and the draft capital the, that they got and what they were able to do, getting Troy Aikman, getting Michael Irvin, emmett Smith you can rebuild and you can build quickly in this league
0: yeah no doubt well Colin
2: Kaepernick sent out a video today of him working out you know he's he's still only 34 Colin Kaepernick and uh he looked pretty dang athletic of course he hasn't played NFL football since week 17 of the 2016 season but Rob were you the one reporting that Tom Brady is going to the 49ers were you the one reporting that
3: no, no, I wasn't reporting that, but I, I do have something to report, Paul. Uh, Michigan State just beat Maryland in the oh, big, uh, no. basketball tournament. Okay, sorry. Well,
2: <laughs> I lose. I told Jim, I'm under our producer, that I would get us through without any mention of Michigan State, and I lost. So there we go. <laughs> Thank there you, Freddie.
3: Thanks, Rob. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you.
2: Yeah, there you go. March Madness. we got to let him go. He's got to get ready for Tom Izzo's run, annual <laughs> run in March Madness there. Former Michigan State Spartan and first-round pick. We'll come back. We'll talk more about the division. It zoom out around the NFL as we continue. The Big Red Rage presented by Santan
1: Four and Gilbert. Of the 18 shotgun formation again, three receivers, two left, one right. Snap to Garoppolo, drops back to throw, in trouble, steps up and gets hit, and down he goes. Chandler Jones was leading the way. They give Chandler Jones a full sack, he's the record holder. Chandler Jones, the all time sack king for the Arizona Cardinals. You should have seen the locker room when we announced that, they went crazy. Now, the all time sack leader in the history of the Arizona Cardinals.
0: brings joy every day you know he's always smiling he's always into it and what a phenomenal run he's had
3: here
2: no doubt cliff kingsbury after that win against the 49ers down goes jimmy g and there goes chandler jones into the position as all-time leader franchise leader in sacks passing your former teammate the late great freddie joe Nunn, wolf and you remember He pulled up his jersey, had that T-shirt honoring Freddie Joe Nunn after he sacked Jimmy G, and that got a lot of run for the right reasons. And then, of course, he got fined ten grand by the NFL for a uniform <laughs> violation. Hashtag weak sauce. But, but Chandler did the right thing there after making a great play, and what a great way to honor Freddie Joe Nunn.
0: Yeah, that, yeah absolutely, Paulie. Um, Freddie Joe was such a great guy, and to see Chan do that, that was class act. But you know what? That's been Chan. That's been Chandler Jones yep. since he's been here. Class act. You show me how many guys sign that big money contract and actually get better. That's what Chan did. Yeah.
2: And we've had the pleasure of having him on the Big Red Rage over the years several times. He's great. I mean, he is so good in front of the audience, so good on air. As Cliff Kingsbury said, so great in the locker room. So for all those reasons and more, this is what Steve Keim said when asked about Chandler Jones in the near future when he was at the Combine
0: he's one of the 21 that we would obviously like to have back. You know, I think we all know the market dictates that and we'll have, you know, certainly conversations with his representatives as well.
2: And look, Wolf, we vividly remember life before Chandler Jones. What would we say this time of year? We would always say the Cardinals need they need a pass rusher that the opposing offensive coordinator has to account for. Yeah. Ha- has to game plan for. And if Chandler signs in the line of this data with another team for big money which is the expectation that Cardinals got to fill that that area. I mean that is a definite need.
0: Yeah, it is, Paulie and it's been so great to have Chan actually be the edge guy here for the Arizona Cardinals over the last 5 years where you didn't have to really worry about, well, who's going to come off the edge, you know, and, right. and just knowing that Chan was going to be that guy, Paulie but let me just say this. I When you talk about free agency and the Arizona Cardinals getting a a free agent that is going to make a difference, can I start with James Conner? Can I start there, Paul? You know that is my wish list. I'm sorry. That guy changed the Arizona Cardinals' offense. I think he changed a lot of the locker room. I think he changed a lot of the perception of the Arizona Cardinals not being a very physical team. James Conner is a guy that I would love to have back. And then after that, when you start looking around the league, if you're going to lose Chan because you're probably not going to be able to pay him $17, 18000000 million a year, which I think he's going to get from another team. Maybe Hassan Reddick. Come home, son. It's time for you to come home. Maybe Hassan Reddick is a name that that pops up, and maybe he doesn't have quite the juice of a Chandler Jones, so maybe you could actually sign him to, oh, I don't know, $12, $13 million contract. Maybe that's wishful thinking, Polly. but I'd love to have Hassan.
2: Yeah, I mean, and there aren't a lot of names out there. Hassan Reddick is one of them. Harold Landry was just signed to a big deal by Tennessee. He's not going to hit the market. Maybe Emmanuel Ogbo from Miami who's been up and coming. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you got to look at maybe a Randy Gregory who's been wildly inconsistent and has a serious yeah. checkered past. I mean, man, you know, you can shoot for the sky with Von Miller if he doesn't go to Denver, but it <laughs> sounds like he's lobbying and pining to go back to the Denver Broncos. Yes. But I'm with you on, on on the James Conner. The other position, too, where you'd really like to see the Cardinals retain their own guy would be a tight end, Yes, whether it's Zach Ertz and or Max Williams. I mean, right now you have zero quality tight ends under contract. And so if there's some way, somehow they could get Zach Ertz and Max Williams coming off the knee injury, maybe his market value is is suppressed because of that. If they could get those two guys in, man, would that be a good way to start the offseason?
0: Yeah, Paulia, I'm with you on that one right there. Also too. If in fact we're dreaming, okay? Can I dream, Paul? Can I go ahead and actually have a wish list guy? Can I do that? How about JC Jackson, okay, from the Patriots. JC Jackson um, listen, I, I think he's going to get paid. Can we have one guy that we could wish you could land? One big fish, J.C. Jackson. The corner, of course, from the Patriots, 6'1", 200 pounds, almost 200 pounds. A guy that can play that press man cover that Vance Joseph loves so much. Man, That those three corners right there when you think about it. If, in fact, you were able to get even a Stephon Gilmore, if you were able to get Gilmore ball, can I dream on that one well, right there?
2: that might be more realistic because J.C. Jackson wants, like, Jalen Ramsey money, doesn't he? <laughs> so I don't yeah. know about it. But, yeah, but let's he wants give- it
0: doesn't mean you can give it to him,
2: Let's get back to your James Conner and then my Zach Ertz because here's both of them talking about, you know, this upcoming period where their futures are hanging in the balance.
1: You know, just what AZ, the opportunity they gave me, you know, and just the uh, relationships I built there, you know, I would love to continue out there. Um, but yeah, free agents, so I'm excited to see what's next, you know, man of faith, so I know it all work out for me. I've loved my time here in Arizona. I would love the opportunity to continue here. There's a lot of things out of my control. We've got a lot of good players that are free agents as well, so... It may not be even up to me, um, but I still feel like we have unfinished business as a team. Uh, I would love to be a part of it. There you go, Zach. Okay. hurts
2: right after the season ended. That was James Conner from the Pro Bowl, you know. And, and they're not the only ones. How about receiver Christian Kirk? And, yeah. and you saw NFL Network this morning saying, "I know." He could get anywhere from twelve to
0: fifteen million on yes. the open market per year. Yeah, I don't think Christian Kirk. I, I, I honestly, I don't think the Arizona Cardinals are going to be able to match what he's going to get out there. And I say good for Christian Kirk. Way to go, Christian. Um, but you know what, Max Williams is a name. Max Williams and James Connor. Max Williams and James Connor. Paulie, you go back and you look at the Arizona Cardinals' offense when Max Williams and James Connor were were running rampant. Those two guys made a difference in rundown situation. First and 10, second and one to six. If Max Williams is healthy again, I'd love to see him sign Max Williams and James Conner. And Wolf, you know
2: this better than anyone, that physical style both guys play with. It just, it lifts the entire sideline. Defensive guys get off the bench when James Conner jack-stomps a defender when they notice that defenders are turning down the tackle. You're right. It, it just, it's a different mentality, and you need that, especially in this division. A special thanks, Rob Fredrickson, for joining us. Jim Omahundro, Cody Fincher. For Ron Wolfley, I'm Paul Calvisi. It all starts on Monday, and the negotiating it becomes official on Wednesday. Free agency right around the corner, and we had you covered here on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert.